0: Welcome back. It's time for this week's edition of the Experience Franklin County, Indiana podcast. Each week we take a look at the people, places, and events that make Franklin County, Indiana such an amazing place. Let's hop right into this week's interview. Hey friends, it's Rick with Franklin County Tourism. We are here in Metamora, Indiana today talking with Alan Stinger of Stinger Sugar Shack. Alan, how are you? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Good. Thank you so much for taking a few minutes out of your day. This is your opening weekend, right?
1: Yeah, for this uh, new season we opened the sap which is our store. And we decided we were going to be open in February. So this is the first weekend in February that we're open.
0: Oh, well, this is awesome. And we just toured the store. Of course, I was here at Christmas last year. You took the month of January off. Lots of fun stuff in here. Let's talk about a little bit of it. First of all, tell me about Bones Coffee.
1: Yeah. So one of the uh, items we have here is Bones Coffee. So it's a gourmet coffee, Uh, We got hooked on it several years ago. We vacation in Cape Coral, Florida, and that's where they're based out, right? So when we decided to open the store, my wife said, I wonder if we can get Bones Coffee in there. So we do. Uh, There's great flavors. The graphics on the coffee, if you look at the packages, are awesome. If you like coffee that smacks you in the face and you won't forget the flavor, try our Bones Coffee.
0: Uh, Okay, Bones Coffee. Most of what you have here is artisan in some way, but you have some of your own items that you do here. Let's talk a little bit about that. We do. I am a big popcorn guy. I love popcorn. You have several different varieties of popcorn.
1: I've got 11 varieties of popcorn. Uh, We start with the basic cheddar cheese popcorn. We have white cheddar. We have a jalapeno cheddar as well. So if you like a little bite in your popcorn, Uh, we got the caramel cheddar, which, you know, a lot of people like the mix of the sweet and the salty. Uh, we've got Everything Bagel, which is one of our most popular flavors. If you have bagels, if you get to Everything Bagel seasoning, just imagine that on popcorn. Oh my it's gosh, phenomenal. that sounds amazing. It's phenomenal. Uh, we've got good old caramel corn. And then folks that know me personally know that I'm big into bourbons. Uh, we have a bourbon, bacon, caramel, popcorn. <laughs>
0: That sounds awesome. And, and you do your own popcorn, we is do that a lot right? We do
1: our own. Our coated, we're not doing right now. Okay. I have somebody doing the coated, but we do the dry, the cheddar cheese and uh, all that we're doing ourselves. Our hope is to this year, move the coated corns down here to our shop and do them here, actually.
0: Awesome. Also, you know, I've had your beef jerky, and I am a huge fan of your beef jerky. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you have in beef jerky.
1: So we, we have just a few flavors. Uh, we start with the original lakeside blend, of course, um, our homestead, our farm is up by Brookville Lake, so lakeside blend. Uh, we've got campfire barbecue, we've got totally teriyaki, we've got blazing beef, with a, which is a sriracha flavor. It's not real hot, but very flavorful. But I had people say it wasn't hot enough. So I'm going to show you this package, nobody can see it because we're audio, <laughs> but you'll see what its the name is, hot.
0: It's a family show, so (laughs) So it starts with an
1: S, ends with a T, and has a couple exclamation points. That's our ghost pepper flavored, Uh, so it's a little hotter. Then just like with the popcorn, and you know I like bourbon, a speakeasy bourbon flavor of beef jerky. All our beef jerkies are made from the brisket. They are all gluten-free. We don't add any nitrates to them or nitrites. As far as I'm concerned, it's the most healthy jerky on the market. Yes.
0: One of the things I love about your jerky is the texture is a little different than other jerkies I've tried. Some jerky can be very tough. Some can be, I'm not sure this is the, quite the word I'm looking for, but almost brittle. But your jerky is firm, but not tough. How do you get that consistency?
1: So it, it is an art, quite honestly. So part of the things with jerky, and especially since we don't add nitrates or nitrites, uh, if you look at jerky and it's pink, it's got a pinkish hue mm-hmm. to it, that's added nitrates and, and we don't add those. Uh, that's a, t- As far as I'm concerned, that's kind of a health issue. Right. Uh, but you've got to get your jerky up to 160 degrees if you're not. What, what the nitrites do, they allow you to process it at a lower temperature. It cures it. Uh, without that, you've got to make sure your jerky gets up to 160 degrees. Otherwise, you have bacterial problems. Uh, our jerky is, is a thicker cut, and it's a cut from the brisket. So it's not a roast that's been cut up. It's brisket. you know, we just feel we've got the the right mix of seasoning and curing and dehydrating. We don't dehydrate it till it's a uh, um, piece of leather, right. Um, so that's the, I want a jerky that's moist,
0: right, right. No,
1: not everybody likes that, but that's what we do.
0: I hadn't really thought about that, but that very tough, that brittle jerky, Is probably dehydrated so much that that gives it that texture. And if that's what you're looking for, there's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely. Some people prefer that texture. I've had people
1: say, I don't like your jerky because I like it tough. Right,
0: right, right. So this is a very firm and the sriracha jerky is my favorite. I've tried several of yours. I really, really like that one. So, and you keep this in stock all the time. It's in stock
1: all the time at the sap bucket. And you can get it online at StangerSugarShack.com. We'll send it right to your doorstep.
0: Awesome. And we'll put a link to the website in the show notes. Well, we've talked about popcorn. We've talked about jerky. You also have some rubs,
1: right? We do. We do. We came out with our very own maple pepper rub. Uh, It's got maple sugar. uh, It's got black pepper, garlic, salt, all that good kind of stuff. I had it mass-produced. So... um, You can use it as a rub, you can use it as a seasoning, we use it on french fries, we use it on just about everything. Uh, It's it's been a great seller for us and we like to get maple out there to everybody. That's how we started, we're a maple producing farm and just grew from there. So that's one of our maple products that we put out there for everybody.
0: Well this is a great segue because the sap bucket is your brick and mortar store right in the center, center of Metamora, Indiana. But you started with maple with uh,
1: maple syrup.
0: Maple syrup. Yes. So tell us a little bit about that journey.
1: So we're right in the middle of maple syrup season. Uh, in fact, I'll get home from here and go boil sap. Um, so I started uh, six, seven years ago with maple syrup. Uh, my brother started. He had a couple of maple trees and tapped them. I'm like, that's a pretty neat thing to do. So I started with ten trees. Then went to twenty trees. Then went to forty trees. I started it with a bucket system, collecting the sap, and then went to a bag system, and now I graduated to a tubing system. So it's on a vacuum line, it deposits the sap into a 300 gallon tank, I transfer, transfer it from that tank to a tank on a side-by-side, take it to my barn, and then run it through reverse osmosis, which takes half of the sh- uh, sugar and half, separates half the water out of the sap, uh, cuts your boiling time in half. Um, a lot of people have reverse osmosis in their house. Right. Uh, and you get crystal clear drinking water, then water that gets dumped down the drain. The water that gets dumped down the drain is water that I use off the sap, because that's got the sugar in it.
0: Gotcha. So how long have you been involved in making uh, maple syrup?
1: Six, seven years, Which maybe seven longer. Years. I lose t- track of time. <laughs> it's probably longer than that. So I uh, moved to my grandpa- what was my great-grandparents' farm, actually, about 14 years ago. So it's been longer than that. It's probably been 10 years. I uh, moved there and uh, what used to be pasture had a bunch of maple trees in it and um, tapped away.
0: So so have, say for a gallon of sap, do you know how much syrup you would get from that? Is there a ratio?
1: So maybe a teaspoon. So it takes, You're kidding. It takes 40 gallons of sap to make one gallon of syrup. Holy cow. Now that can fluctuate. Sometimes it can be a little less. It can be right. a little more. It just depends on what density sugar content, the sap comes out of the tree. But on average, in Indiana, it's 40 gallons of sap to one gallon of syrup.
0: That is amazing. So what I would call, and this is going to be just a rough guess, but what I would call an average-sized maple tree, how much sap might you get out of one in a year?
1: And that varies as well. I've had trees that I've gotten five gallons a day out of for consecutive days, and then trees I might get three gallons the whole season out of. It just... It's very, the the, the trees give you the sap when they want to, quite easily. And the way that works is when it's below freezing at night, the trees suck the sap from the ground, sucking water up from the ground to protect the trees from freezing. Then when the sun comes up and it's above freezing, it pushes the sap back down the tree. That's normally when you collect it. Uh, With the vacuum tubing system that I use, we kind of cheat, we get it sometimes when it's going both ways. So this
0: sounds like... Sustainable farming, right? Absolutely. I mean, you're not damaging the tree. No, in you're, fact, you're sustaining the environment.
1: We use a small five sixteenths tap. Uh, when you pull the tap at the end of the season, that hole heals over itself. Uh, the next time you tap the next season, you always want to be two at least two inches either direction from where the last tap was. You'll see it; it'll look like a little button on the bark of the tree.
0: Awesome. So uh, we've talked about your maple syrup. We've talked about your jerky, your popcorn, your coffee. Uh, you've got some great, um, interesting, unique items here at the Sap Bucket in Metamora. Well, let's talk about that just for a minute. Actually, I picked up a couple of pairs of, of
1: socks tonight. you got some Sasquatch socks,
0: uh, <laughs> I saw. I'm a sock guy. You've got socks. Uh, you've got snack bags. That's a grab-and-go kind of thing that yeah, you put together. Yeah.
1: So the, the socks that you're talking about are Fuzzy socks. Mm-hmm. That, that's a major market sock that we were able to get. They're great. They're a printed sock. They've got, they're have got. they funny. I mean, you've got the one with Sasquatch because you got Big Feet. Uh, Talking about our snack bags, Uh, I had somebody during the Christmas walk said, "Man, if these if these chocolates that we're getting from you were just in a resealable bag," so I'm like, "Well, that's not too hard to do. I'll put jerky in a resealable bag." So I decided this, uh, you know, this winter we would put some of um, we we do some trail mixes, some of our chocolates, uh, frosted pretzels. We do them in a a resealable bag, uh, three bucks. You're good to go. Something great to
0: walk around the streets exactly. of Metamora. And uh, so, Metamora is such a, such a fantastic place. I was telling somebody that my history in Metamora starts in about 1978, when I was driving a tour bus. And Metamora was a big tour bus destination. We would bring 15, 16 tour buses here any given weekend. Uh, what made you decide to open a brick and mortar here in Metamora?
1: Quick, long story. So like <laughs> you, and, uh, it was for me in the 80s. I would be down here, and I remember it was packed. Uh, so this past season, uh, they did the Columbia Street Music District. And my podcast, Cross the Line 1524, we were invited down to interview and help promote that. So we interviewed all the artists, promoted it. Uh, so there's, the podcast consists of guys, but we have wives. So while we were doing all that, they went to go shopping. And what they realized and what we heard back is there's not a lot of things open after five o'clock. And even then there wasn't a lot open. And I just saw an opportunity to, uh, because I'd wanted a brick and mortar store for the sugar shack for a while. So I saw an opportunity for that and more, and then an opportunity to help the town as well, because this is a town that... Uh, there's a lot of history here. And and if we don't work in preserving that history and uh, letting people know about the history of the town, it'll be lost. So I wanted to be part of that.
0: That is so awesome. Maple syrup, part of history. Absolutely. You know, people have been making maple syrup for how many hundreds of years? I have no idea.
1: The Indians were the ones that discovered how to make maple syrup. They used to dry syrup in, in canoe beds, and then they would let it just sat dry, and they'd have a down to sugar, right? Almost. So that's where it all started. So the in, Indians are responsible. American Indians are responsible for maple syrup.
0: That is awesome. I'm going to ask a question that's going to show my ignorance of Indiana. History, perhaps. Are maple trees uh, native to Indiana or were they brought here?
1: Believe it or not, Indiana, at one point in the history of the United States, was the number one producer of maple syrup.
0: You're kidding. I had no idea.
1: Yeah. Not anymore, obviously. Uh, the nor- northern states, Vermont, right. Michigan, New Hampshire, those states now are. Uh, but at one point in the history of the United States, Indiana was the biggest producer of maple syrup.
0: That's amazing. So you have a rich history behind your interest and yeah production of yeah. maple syrup. So Stingers Sugar Shack here in Metamora, Indiana. What's the address, uh, Alan?
1: Uh, we're at 19054 Main Street. It's the sap bucket. Uh, so we're talking about maple syrup. Indiana Maple Syrup Weekend is coming up on March 11th. Uh, we will be open at our farm our maple farm out on Oxford Pike. Everybody's welcome. It's from 10 to 4. On March 11th, it's sponsored by the Indiana Maple Syrup Association. If you got questions, you can go to our website or look up uh, IMSA.com or .dot org. Um, Indiana Maple Syrup. And there's there's just a couple producers here in uh, our area, and I think both of them will be open as well. So it's a great time. We have other vendors out there as well.
0: Uh, and I've been to that festival and was fascinated by your vacuum and tubing system yeah. that you had running yep. across there. And I apologize, the brick and mortar store is the
1: Sap, sap Bucket. bucket.
0: Yeah. You're like me, you have your fingers in a lot of different things and sometimes it's hard to. My wife
1: would say too many sometimes. <laughs> it's
0: 19054 Main Street yes. here in Metamore, Indiana. Do you have a website?
1: We do. So it's uh, the Uh We're also on Facebook at the Sap Bucket. Uh, Then the Stanger Sugar Shack is stangersugarshack.com, Stanger Sugar Shack on Facebook.
0: Awesome. Well, this has been a great visit. I appreciate you spending a few minutes with me today, Alan.
1: I appreciate the opportunity.
0: So come on out to Metamora, visit the Sappa Bucket, 19054 Main Street, right downtown Metamora, Indiana. Do you think of Metamora as having a downtown? We're in it right now. (laughs) We are in it right now. You can, matter of fact, you're right across from where the train unloads, which is a huge deal. I'm a train guy. There
1: may have been, that may have been some planning (laughs) there. Just saying.
0: Uh, so come on down. Visit us at the Sap Bucket in Metamore, Indiana. For Franklin County Tourism, I'm Rick Garrett, and we will see you soon. And that's going to wrap it up for this week's edition of the Experience Franklin County, Indiana podcast. Don't forget to check out Stinger, Sugar Shack, and the Sap Bucket on Facebook or on their website. And for full information on everything going on in Franklin County, including restaurant menus, lodging, and much more, check out our website. That's www.franklincountyin.com. And Until next week, we hope to see you experiencing Franklin County.